Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is Auto Line Daily for October 21st, 2010, and now the news. As you know, we've been reporting on how China has slashed exports of rare earth metals. China controls the world market for those metals, which are needed to make nickel metal hydride batteries for hybrids and electric motors for electric cars. Now, Bloomberg reports that China says it will resume exports, but Japan says it's been cut off altogether. And the New York Times reports that China plans to cut off the U.S. and Europe, though China denies that. Here's my auto line insight. China is slashing exports because it wants to force foreign manufacturers to come to China to make their batteries and electric motors and other products that use these metals. Now, there is a mad scramble going on to find other sources in the world where these metals are available. So what kind of money can you make if you are an automotive engineer? The Society of Engineers commissioned a study that found the mean base salary for auto engineers on a global basis is nearly $75,000. When you add in bonuses, retirement plans, and other supplemental income, that rises to more than $82,000. In the United States, the base mean salary is nearly $98,000, and with the bonuses and retirement plans, it rises to nearly $106,000. The average engineer covered in the survey is 44 years old. Uh Uh-oh, not again. Toyota issued another recall, but the AP reports this time it's over brake fluid and fuel pump problems. The company is recalling more than 1.5 million vehicles worldwide, though mostly they're in the U.S. and Japan. The Avalon, Highlander, and several Lexus models are being recalled in the U.S. because a small amount of brake fluid could slowly leak from the brake master cylinder. In Japan and other markets, Toyota and Lexus models are being recalled due to an electrical problem with the fuel pump. And over in China, GasGoo reports, Bentley is recalling about 100 cars because the retractable hood ornament may rust to the point that it will not retract in the event of a crash. Due to the sluggish economy, people are hanging on to their cars a lot longer and that's helping auto parts stores. According to USA Today, the stock market is going crazy for the largest chains, Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and O'Reilly Automotive. They're near 52-week highs. But hanging on to cars longer isn't the only reason for the increase in the business. With the big three closing many dealerships, people have turned to independent repair shops who get their parts from those stores. And more people are willing to repair their older cars because used car values have gone up. Chrysler's onslaught of refreshed product keeps on rolling. The company just released details about its overhauled Dodge Journey. The family-friendly crossover gets some major enhancements, including a retuned suspension, a brand new V6 engine, and a completely redesigned interior. It also gets some useful technology in the form of Chrysler's Uconnect Touch infotainment system. Under the hood, it's got Pentastar power in the form of a 3.6 liter V6 engine. It whips up a class competitive 283 horsepower with 260 pound-feet of torque. A six-speed automatic transmission is its powertrain partner. These are welcome upgrades, but the big news here is what designers have done inside. The cockpit is completely transformed, 
going from blocky and bland to swanky and stylish. Looks a lot like Jeep's Grand Cherokee interior, which is not a bad vehicle to copy. The 2011 Dodge Journey is more proof that Sergio Marchionne and his team are working their butts off. Look for it at dealerships soon. Boutique car builder Paynaz is returning to Sebring to race its Abruzzi Spirit of Le Mans car. We first showed you this wild-looking vehicle whose design was inspired by the 1935 Delahaye several months ago when it was revealed at Petit Le Mans. The company is working on a full development program to get the Abruzzi ready to race next year. Just to recap some of its specs, it's powered by a 640 horsepower V8 engine and its body is made of a recycled composite material that the company claims is as strong as carbon fiber, but lighter. We'll have to wait and see how well it performs on the track. Coming up next, we'll take a look at how Ford makes sure it gets rid of wind noise and air leaks. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. All automakers are trying to make their vehicles seem more luxurious, and a key way to do that is to get rid of as much noise as possible. Here's how Ford fine-tunes its vehicles to make them as quiet as possible. The air leakage target for the 2011 Explorer is much more stringent than for the previous model. Sealants are important for two reasons. They keep air out of the vehicle, which is important for NVH, which is a, a quiet ride for the customer. And secondly, they keep water out of the vehicle. And if water gets in, you can have from, all the way from a wet carpet to a corrosion issue down the road. Static seals go between two panels that don't move. You'll put down a bead of sealer and then weld the two parts together so that as they go through the paint oven, the seal expands and no water or air can get through the joint. Dynamic seals go between two parts that move, so they go between a door and the body of the vehicle. There's an upfront test that we do, which is known as the body and paint test, which is what you see behind me here. This is a test that we do to verify the sealers and the tapes and everything that goes on in the, in the body and paint shop. We fabricate the templates. We cut them from plexiglass and attach the uh, levers that you see on the body, and then we're able to clamp them down to the sheet metal. It's crucial that at this stage in the build for the Explorer that we hit our target. For example, if we don't hit our targets, it can cause issues with powertrain noise or with wind noise or with road noise. Our machine is capable of both pressure and vacuum. We will put it in pressure and we can listen to air leaks on the outside of the vehicle because the inside is pressured. And then we also go around on the inside and we put it in the vacuum. And then we can hear the air coming from the outside in, which is more so how the customer would experience it. First of all, we listen for, to make sure that our templates that we fabricated uh, are actually performing correctly. So we go around the vehicle first and uh, we listen to our templates. Once we establish the templates are working well, then we go around and we look for actual issues. Uh, issues that would potentially affect the customer down the road. And we document each issue that we find. Uh, we usually take a picture of it and we work that back with the appropriate team in order to get containment on that and permanent resolution so that we don't deal with this issue down the road. The new Explorer goes on sale early next year. Hey, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tonight, live at 7 p.m. Eastern. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for the best inside information of what's going on in the industry. Also joining us is Kevin McMahon from the MarTech Group, 
One of the topics we'll be covering is how the California Air Resources Board overstated diesel emissions by more than 300% when it set its diesel emission standards. So what's going to be done about that? Tune in tonight to find out on AutoLine After Hours. By the way, Frank Marcus is also going to be joining us. And that's it for today's top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.